You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Time for our regular catch-up with James McConey. The Knicks are top of the league, James. What a time to be alive. Unbelievable, isn't it? You know, you, you, you invent or name a, um, an Auckland A-League team and suddenly it puts a rocket up them. And uh, they've decided to respond with a, with a really gutsy away win um, at Western United. A text through here actually says, acknowledgement to Giancarlo. He's clearly got something. The Chief, as they call him, Chiefy. You, you enjoying what he's doing with this team? Actually, it's interesting. I was watching that game, and yeah, I am. I think that he's definitely more of a, uh, a chilled-out sort of guy, isn't he, really, of the Chief. And compared to Ufuk, the chain-smoking, um, high sort of energy intensity Turk, we've got this guy who seems to be very, very relaxed, and they, they sort of play a different style under him. The Costa Barbarossas has come alive under the Chief. And then I'm more concerned or more interested in what happens to Ben Old because this is a guy who's 21 years old, Ben Young, really. And he um, he's following that trend, I think, of Phoenix playmakers who, if they hit their straps, we're going to lose them. And I think that you look at Sarpreet Singh went, um, then we lost uh, McCowett and a few others. I think I think you can say Ben Old if he keeps on on the same trajectory, he's gone. I look, I agree, and 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 while that will be sad for Phoenix fans, it's uh, I think he's got a terrifically high ceiling. Ben Old, I just love the way that he moves across the grass. That goal he scored last night, he started that from about just in his own half, basically broke forward, got past a couple of would be tacklers, gave it to Costa, carried on on his run, got the return pass, finished with a bit of a plomb. I just love the way he plays the game. Exactly. It was so elite. He almost pretty much orchestrated the whole thing. I mean, Costa's part was was pivotal, but he it was just the way that he pretty much had designed it in his head. And um, yeah, we needed the VAR, but Ben Old is something special. He was actually a really talented golfer. He was a golfing prodigy. So um, it also <laughs> raises the question of, do we need to see um, a match play between Ben Old and Geordie Barrett in golf? You know, I think we do. But um, yeah, it's uh, go- golf's losses, football's gain. Well, let's get Mitchell Santner in there as well, a scratch golfer. We had Ryan Fox on earlier this hour. He reckons uh, Mitch wants to have a go at the seniors tour when he finishes playing cricket. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Something like Mitch Santner in there. That's the event, isn't it? We just get them all together and see who actually qualifies. Indeed. Uh, speaking of the Black Caps, Mitchell Santner can't be blamed. He wasn't playing. But that wasn't, um, wasn't great from the Black Caps against Bangladesh in the first test. No, and I mean, I think it's the biggest ever win for Bangladesh against the top nation. And um, look, I think there's definitely a World Cup hangover. Um, However, if you're thinking about the World Cup, then why aren't you, you know, carrying on with the Rachin Ravindra um, sensation that he is? Uh, And I know it was white ball cricket, but, you know, sometimes you've just got to go with the hot hand. And I think that, I think the... The test team is at the at a crossroads. We look at the, how old the bowlers are, and I mean, I know Wags wasn't playing, but probably would have made a difference there. It depends what you want to do with test cricket. Do you want to win all the time, or as much as you can, or do you want to develop a team that actually will be competitive when by the time we go and play the the Boxing Day test in two years' time, which will be the big. I always think that in test cricket, playing against Australia or the you know, let's say Australia. England, India and India and South Africa, that's the test now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kane Williamson uh, was the bright spot 
in this test match, obviously with another hundred. His numbers, I mean, you you run out of ways to talk about his stats. In, incredible, I think, 29 test centuries now. That's the same as Sir Donald Bradman, uh, same as Virat Kohli. He's just uh, going to break all sorts of records, Kane. He is. They call them the Fab Four, right? Those those cricketers who are coming through of that generation. And you mentioned Virat, Joe Root on 30 test centuries, Steve Smith with 32. I think Virat might be the oldest of them at 35. Uh, Kane just 33 years old, so I think there's a lot of cricket left in Kane. But when you look at the history of all the bat- batters, and this is even a modern history, around uh, it looks like about 36, 37, the eyes start to go. And by 38, they're sort of wrapping things up. So there's still a lot for Kane. Um, and to be honest, I look at Kane and, and think, yeah, he has, um, he's, is our greatest batter. But then with Martin Crowe, you go, well, he had to face the West Indies, right? And when they're at their peak and, um, and probably a better crop of Australian bowlers at the start of his career. And he averaged, Martin, Martin Crowe, 48 against Australia. Kane only averages 41 against Aussie. So I think that there are nations that do give the modern cricketers a bit of a boost. However, let's just, let's just call it now. I think Kane is our greatest batter. Um, but I think Richard Hadley, who's our greatest bowler, I think is our overall greatest cricketer still. Mm, yeah, it's, um, well, it's good to have the discussion. Did you enjoy seeing Tiger Woods back on the golf course, incidentally? Oh, yeah, I did. You know, I'm, I think Tiger just changes everything. If you think about whatever it is, bums on seats or, or ratings, then it's Tiger, right? Um, at age 47, coming back after that car, injury, uh, car accident that's actually forced him out of his sponsored Nike shoes into some Footjoy shoes, apparently. Um, so that he can actually walk the um, the uh, 18 holes. So this is the thing. I think um, knowing his competitive spirit, I think the only thing that would probably stop him from going for more majors, which is really what he's trying to do, isn't he? He's just trying to chase Jack Nicholas. Would be maybe his son coming to the point where he is um, winning majors. Then maybe Tiger might just sit back and go, okay, it's up to you now. Indeed. And can we just circle back to the Phoenix to finish? I don't think it's any coincidence that the good form of both the men's and the women's sides uh, coincide with the uh, the composition of your now famous Phoenix song, James. Oh, really? I, was, I think it's helped, hasn't it? Do you think? Yeah. I think it's definitely helped. In fact, I think we should go out with a few bars of it. Are you okay with that? I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, exactly. If you could, please. It's a real Christmas hit. Um, put it in your stock. It's a real stocking filler. Great to chat to you, mate. James McConey, the composer of this. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.